fans of uh, this new K-pop group. I was going to call you Eggies, but I just realized that's not us anymore. It doesn't apply. At what? all. Who are we now? I, who am I? Who am I? That's the real question. Jean Valjean. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, we could try out some of the names that I've seen on Twitter right now. You know, like, hey, Nexus. Or that didn't ring, man. I'm it, sorry. It doesn't. Oh, oh, sorry. What about like um, our friend Meg thought Andari was really cool. I like that one. Yeah. Andari. Hey, Andari. That's kind of cool. I'll take it. I like it better than Nexus or like Enlighten. Ooh. Some people thought the fandom name Enlighten. So hey, Enlightens. That's kind of cute. That's really good. My fave was Ni. I. That's also the whole description of it was really good. Go online. It's at all underscore the, what is it? Oh, f*** it. I'll find it later. Hey everybody, Future Nate here, just editing, and uh, I realize that it's all underscore of underscore and hyphen. It is the Enhypen translation account, and they are so cool. Check it out. Please check out the description there. Anyway, I'll mention it at the end of the podcast, but welcome, former Aggies and new Enhypen fans. This is I Got Pushed, an Enhypen podcast, podcast renewal of our commitment to the group. Uh, we now have a new idol group formed. That's so exciting. It's Isn't new. Crazy. It's a fresh start, a clean slate, right? Yeah, it's there were some ups and downs this week. Let me <laughs> tell I mean, there's still ups and downs. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting road forward. But before we get into all of that, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much to our dedicated listeners for all of your feedback and for all of your concern this week for us as we go through this difficult process of saying goodbye and welcoming a new K-pop group. Seriously. Your consideration is very much appreciated because I think some of you realize that I was struggling. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) To say the least. Also, our friend Chandra is joining us in the background. She probably didn't know that I was going to shout her out, but she's here with... Hello from Chandra. She's listening in on our process today and might make some quips and or laughs in the background. So welcome Chandra to the podcast. Welcome Chandra. Thanks Nathan. I'm happy to be here. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So let's just get right into it. This week was episode 12, the finale of Island on Mnet. And what do you think? Uh, Well, First of all, it was really exciting because Nathan stayed the night at my place yeah. and uh, our goal was to get up at like 4 a.m. Which I did. Crystal slept in a smidge. I slept <laughs> until 5. I missed the first hour. I know. I'm a terrible fan. But no. So what was really fun is we actually woke up at 3 a.m. Both of us. <laughs> we were just awake and Nathan was like, Crystal, I'm so glad you're awake. The show actually starts at 4 a.m. And part of me wanted to say, that's great. I'm going to watch right at 4 a.m. with you. But I was so tired (laughs) that I couldn't do it. I was like, Nathan, that's great. I think I'm still going to sleep till 5. I'm sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, Aggies. Um, So I missed the first hour. I mean, but you didn't... I mean, to be fair, you didn't miss much. Yeah. All the action was truly towards Towards the the end. The end, yeah. But um, I think that uh, the parts that you missed, you can catch up on. Exactly. It's not a big deal. It's mostly recapping... Uh, I was glad to have you wake up when you did because I didn't want to go in and wake you up. I know. That was like the hardest part. I happened to wake up like precisely at 4.50 before my alarm. So then I I came out to the living room and we we watched it live together. And what an experience. Wow. Truly. Uh, I mean, one for the books for both of us. Yes. I did not anticipate, imagine, 
or even forecast any of what happened no, on neither last did I. week's podcast. I wow, let's just talk about it. I'm not gonna put in any fucking transition music. We're just gonna talk about this because <laughs> it's just really difficult. It's really difficult. What happened? Crystal, your bias went home. My bias went home and I truly from the bottom of my heart, sympathize with everybody who has gone through this before. Yeah, take because, it away. Take it no, away. seriously, I, I spoke lightly about it. I didn't give you guys enough credit when you were going through this. And now <laughs> that I've watched my bias standing on stage, about to walk over to the group of seven and unable to do it because he didn't make it, that was really something. Yeah, Crystal's definitely having some buyer's remorse with the OT... <laughs> The OT9, OT7 thing. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I, yeah, I became like an OT9er. I wanted it. I wanted Daniel and Kay to make it. I wanted it to happen. I think a lot of us did. I think you were betting your 401k on it, Nathan. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to gloss over that. I'll own it. Yeah. I told you last, you know, when we were watching the episode, like, I bet my 401k that they'll debut nine instead of seven. So I guess I'm a poor man now. <laughs> But it's okay. It, it is whatever. I Crystal, mean. you're going to share some of those spoils with me, right? Yes. Well, yeah, Crystal gets my 401k. <laughs> yes. Uh, $4,300. So congratulations Woo! to both of you on your inheritance. Yes. That's what I wanted. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Kay and Daniel both got eliminated this week. Yeah, and that was that was a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, uh, let's just be honest. Kay was one of the best applicants in Island. He was one of the best. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so difficult for me. Yeah. Um, I, cause none of, not ever in my wildest dreams did I ever think that he wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. There were people I was worried for. Daniel was among that group. Nikki was among that group. Mm-hmm. Even Jake at times, because Jake had had some of the less experience. Mm-hmm. But um, alas. But alas, this, these were the results. Yeah. And I am, I am stoked for Hypen. I am ready to follow their journey. Yeah. I, so many of my favorites are still a part of the group, and that's really important to me. But it is really hard not having Kay there, because Kay was my bias. Kay was part of so many people's OT7 for so long. Yes. Uh, I, mean, since, I mean, since the beginning of the show, people were expecting him to debut. So when the producers chose Sanu over Kay... I think it was a real shock to the whole system. Like everybody in the fandom just kind of collectively gasped because even some people who were rooting for and standing Nikki and, uh, and Jake, uh, were expecting the worst, Mm -hmm. hoping for the best. Yes. And to see both of them debut and then have Kay be the one that was put up on the chopping block instead of them was even a shock for them. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of that on Twitter this week. Um, it's it's been rough for a lot of people. It has. It really has. And I, like I said, I just I really sympathize with everyone right now going through it, and everybody's gone through it before. How was your process during the first like twenty four hours after the show? It was rough. I, you know, it's funny when you talk about having a bias, it's somebody that you support and root for along the whole journey. Like I've been really invested, mm-hmm. but I never expected that I would actually be this upset. When they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was pretty upset. Yeah. I, I didn't cry at the initial reaction. I was just kind of like, okay, that's a little shocking. Like, mm-hmm. Kay's not going to make it. He's not a part of this new group. Um, but as the day progressed, <laughs> I, I had fits of tears um, yeah. that happened. And it was just a lot of, like, trying to reconcile that, okay, I got really attached. And I it's more just that I'm worried for Kay. Mm-hmm. 
to put in some like context for people listening, Crystal and I have to watch Island early in the morning because we live on the West Coast of the United States. So the show usually begins at 11 p.m. Korean Standard Time, which here in the United States is uh, 7 a.m. our time. And so that's usually when we watch. But because of the live episode being moved to 8 p.m. Korean Standard Time, we had to wake up at 4 Mm a.m. to watch this final episode. And so, like, when you're sleep-deprived, you already have some, like, high emotions going. Like, you're running on coffee and fumes. And so, like, you're already kind of in a fragile and and vulnerable state. But then to, like, have what happened to Kay happen to us... It just, it was just, yeah. It threw off your whole morning. It really did. Right after the episode aired, you had you had to start work, and I had a university class for three hours on Zoom, mm-hmm. so I just stayed here with you, and I remember, Chandra, that face is hilarious. That was my feeling, too. I was like, I was like, shit, I gotta sit through a long class, and you have to sit through work, and our feeling was already, like on edge but like when that happened i knew that you were not gonna be okay for the whole (laughs) day because the way that you've been talking about like work stressing you out lately and like just like the hopelessness that you've tied in with that lately like the fact that you had your k-pop dreams crushed i was just like i'm glad i'm actually here this morning with you because i'm glad you were there too because even a couple days later i was a little worried about her yeah like (laughs) yeah going through some stuff absolutely it was really it was really rough, but I was glad that I was here because I was like, shit, Chris is going to need this. <laughs> I needed the support. That's for yes. sure. Because it's, it's, yeah. And we talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah. We talked through it. You know, I was, I was walking you through the process because, you know, this isn't my first elimination program. Like yeah, I've watched under 19 and I've watched mm-hmm. a little bit of produce X 101. So like I've had the experience at least emotionally with like having to say goodbye to trainees that don't make it into a group. Mm-hmm. This is your first time. It, it is. And, I mean, Nathan did coach me through it because, for me, there was an earnest sense of hopelessness, yeah. which I think everybody can recall on the podcast, whenever we've lost a trainee before, I see them having a bright future still. Mm. I see that they are going to get picked up by someone else. They're still going to be able to, to debut. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for Kay, I was really worried for several different factors. And I've discussed this with even, you know, Gabby, who hosted the poll for us. Yeah, let's let's shift into that, that conversation of theories that we have about why Kay wasn't chosen. Right. What we think about the situation at the present and how, how we think things might go in the future. Absolutely. At, at the beginning, you were very crushed. I was very crushed in the beginning. Yeah. There were three factors that were contributing to my fears of Kay not being picked up after this. Sure. And so those factors include his age, his nationality, and also the series of what we still think are rumors at this point. Yeah. Uh, that were on Twitter about him potentially being racist or yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. And let's talk about the tweets for right now. Everybody buckle up. We're putting on the maturity caps. We're going to talk about big kid stuff. So let's talk about the concept of social justice. The social justice issues that we have here in the United States are much different than social justice issues that happen in Korea and Japan. So we were just talking uh, off mic a little while ago about how it was kind of sad that people put this American social justice lens on an issue which was purely Japanese in nature. The tweets were in Japanese. The context of the comments were in Japanese. 
I personally think it was a little bit unfounded to kind of bring those racial nuances that we experience in our country onto a situation that is completely different culturally. And how do, how do you think that that affected the conversation that was happening on Twitter regarding Kay? I think that it blew it out of proportion mm-hmm. because it's all the wrong context. And at the core of it, we still don't even know if these are Kay's tweets. Yeah. I think that that's my biggest hang up. We don't actually know mm-hmm. the origin of this, if it's truly related to Kay. And also, again, everything that you said, how it is uh, positioning something very specific to our culture into someone else's culture. Yeah, exactly. And you and I just this last week also were reading an article in the Stanford uh, University publication. I can't remember what it was called uh, about the Korean rapper Tableau um, Mm -hmm. and how people were doubting his university credentials, his actual degree that he earned Mm -hmm. at Stanford and how K-netizens were attacking his very character online so much so that it affected his entire life. His entire life. And people would, like, come up to him on the street and just, like, talk shit to him Mm -hmm. about all of this stuff when, in actuality, he was living into his reality. Like, I'm a Stanford graduate. Like, I don't understand why you guys are not trusting this experience that I have. So, you know, obviously, I want to say this up front. You and I are big proponents for social justice. We live into that. We're anti-racist. Like, we want to make sure that Black Lives Matter and that Black voices are heard. But at the same time, in this situation, I think that those uh, nuances are a little bit outside of the situation. I mean, obviously, when Japanese people contextualize the comments that supposedly K and his alleged account made, they were specific to a certain situation. There was no racial xenophobic tone to them. And that even the linguistics didn't provide that kind of connotation to the situation. So I agree with you. I think that it's completely unfounded. I think that what happened to Kay was not only disappointing and frustrating, it was slander. I think it was slander. yeah. Yeah. And there was malintent. There was evil. There was malintent. was in those comments. And that's why I wonder, so much of me worries, how much did that affect the judge's choice in not picking him? Sure. Um, again, I don't know. We don't know all the nuances of why the judges didn't pick K for in Hypen. Well, we don't know. And as you mentioned in the moment during the live episode, how could K get first place in the producer's choice the week before and then end up the one that they eliminated? Right. Over the three that were in the bottom. Right. That was just... It's jarring. It is jarring. It's really jarring. And so that's why I'm really worried that uh, these rumors, this is... I'm just worried that this is tainting him now. And so for me, I was very despondent. And I thought, okay, we have all these factors lined up against him. And even if the rumors are unfounded, they are still affecting him currently. Mm -hmm. And so part of me really thinks that that is what is happening. Um, And so then I have these worries that he will not be picked up by these different labels. But I think that you put it into a really good context of where he still has hope. Yeah. Um, And I think he does. I'm sure he does. I think he does. And and I'm wrapping my head around that now before I really couldn't. But even Dubu, he tweeted behind the cloud. The sun is still shining. And he did the hashtag K hashtag Daniel. Yeah. And I thought that that was really important. That actually gave me hope. 
that made me realize that maybe there is a bigger picture for a lot of the people we have lost. I mean, I've always had that, but with Kay again, I was despondent. I didn't know that I had that. Let's talk about that angle because I think it's really interesting, you know, where there is negativity in part of what happened, there's also what happened behind the scenes. And you hear all these production aspects of Island, and a lot of them we don't see. So let's talk about some of our kind of ideas about what might be happening behind the scenes. We were thinking perhaps, you know, B-Lift is going to be debuting a group in a couple of years. Perhaps they wanted him to be the leader of that group. Maybe they saw some things in Island that were very promising, but they did. it didn't fit their image of what they wanted and hyphen to be. Right. So perhaps they're holding on to him. Yeah, that sounds really shitty on its face, but we need to understand that these are businesses that have goals and ideas in mind for their projects. And perhaps ultimately in that moment, Kay just didn't fit it. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's still crummy because I feel like Kay was really attached to the group of trainees that he spent so much time with. Oh, I agree with that totally. And so I think that it was it was really devastating for him on stage. He even said in his you know farewell speech, like, I was hoping to stand with and hype in. And that was really hard to see. So I think that... Um, Let's not even talk about that speech. Oh yeah, I can't I can't ever rewatch that again in my life. I refuse. That I was literally one of the most devastating things I've ever seen. I've talked to a few friends as well who were like, that was maybe one of the most psychologically scarring moments of my life. I Anyway, let's get past it. Yeah, let's get past it. For Kay's sake. For Kay's sake, yeah, yeah. because he still has to shine. He'll yeah. have his moment. Do we think that he might change to another company? I don't know. I'll be curious to see if B-Lift keeps him after this or if he stays with B-Lift. Yeah, we were talking about there's a little there's some options there. Mm-hmm. Kay could choose to stay with B-Lift and debut at a, date, a later date. He could get transferred to another company. I saw some uh, some theories on Twitter. Rain is going to be trying to debut his own multinational group. And Rain loved Kay. Yeah. So, I mean, there are lots of windows that are open for Kay. There are. There are. It was really hard for me to see that. Up front. Up yeah. front. But now now the I have... The clouds have broken. The, yeah, exactly. The wildfire <laughs> smoke has broken yeah, here in Oregon. Yeah, it's broken here in Oregon. We can see the sky again. We can see the sun. It, there's, a, there's a big perk up that's happening right Right, there now. is. There is. In the same vein, I need to bring up my boy, Daniel. Yes, I please. I mean, initially we both really liked him. Um, during part one of Island, I saw a lot of promise in him, mm-hmm. his voice and, uh, and his performance. He's very young. He's the youngest of the whole group. He's the Machne of Island. But I think 14? Yeah. 14, something like that. My gosh. And he's the tall boy. The mm-hmm. tall boy of the so group. So tall. And he, I have to say, for all of the dandelions out there, Daniel always had the best disposition when it came to being on the chopping block. He was on so many times, and every single time, he took it on the chin. He really did. I don't know if I could have done that. No, he had a lot of strength. Yes, and I think that it would be great to see Kay and Daniel debut in the same group. That would be really Wouldn't great. Wouldn't that be cute? Yeah, we I, would. I, I want to see all of these trainees go on to do good things. I do too. Well, and I remember like Daniel and EJ stood out to me so much in the beginning. At the beginning. Oh, Seriously. God, to see where they were walking down yeah. the island and they were holding the hands. hands. Oh. I will never forget. 
get that. Wouldn't it be great if they could debut together? Let's just <laughs> let's just mention right now, all of the trainees were wonderful. They all were, yes. That's why we started this podcast. We loved the show so much. We were like, we need to follow this. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are talented and we want to see them through. So mm-hmm. to anybody out there listening who their bias isn't in the top group, they're not in the debut group, like, we're with you on that. We want to see these people debut. We do. But again, that doesn't negate, that doesn't take away from and hypen. I don't want people to think that either. I am so 100% on board with this new group. Yes. And this podcast is going to transition into following them. And we are excited for them. You know what, Crystal? In the business, we call that a segue (laughs) into our next topic. I know, Chandra, just, she's going to love this whole thing. I'm... Chandra is representing the listeners right now. She is. I am. I, I am super, I'm sitting here super engaged. I don't know like half of what you're talking about, but I agree with a lot yes, of Yes, Chandra is a local. She has really very little reference point to Island except for maybe one episode that Crystal's shown her. So just, just enjoy the fact that we have a local with us who's finding this absolutely entertaining as fuck. I would, there's no other way I would rather spend a Sunday, to be honest. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> To admit, I was not on it during the live episode. I know. I saw your reaction in real time. I was like, I was like, in hyphen? In hyphen? I thought it was in hyphen And then when I read also, it, it was in hyphen? I know, I realized, I was like, wait, there's no H after the P. Like, yeah. It's in, hyphen. in hyphen? Can I ask who picked this name? I'm pretty sure it was management. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the deal. So... We, I mean, we stand groups that have got some real funky names. I mean, BTS, like TXT, Punk on Sonia Don, Bulletproof Boy Scouts. I mean, Korean people scoffed at it when they debuted. Right. So I think that it will take time to get used to the name in hyphen, but I think that we'll get used to it. Yeah, I'm getting pretty hyped for it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thank you so much for that joke. I'm not going to edit it out, though, because I love us. Please keep it. Thank Please you. Please keep it. Yeah. I enjoyed I, I like how you pushed that in there. That's yeah. A, we really, that's an example of your writing prowess. We really uh, put a hype in, in that situation, didn't we? <laughs> the name is just really interesting. I now am growing to enjoy it. Me too. It's yeah. growing on me. I yeah. enjoy it. And I think that over time, it will just be a second nature for us in hyping. Exactly. And hyphen. You just say it. Mm-hmm. BTS, it just is. BTS, TXT, and hyphen. You know? <laughs> but at, I think that once they get the name kind of ingrained into the fandom and they come up maybe with like an abbreviation. Oh, an yeah. abbreviation. For yeah. the group. I mm-hmm. think that we'll start to... Use that more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because very quickly, Pang Thun Son turned into BTS Tomorrow by Together turned into TXT. Mm-hmm. Wait, so does BTS, is does their name, like, uh, translated mean Bulletproof Boy Scouts? In Korean, yeah. Pangtan Sonyeondan. That is the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. The local likes it immediately. <laughs> so, Bulletproof Boy Scouts? I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this That's this, just beautiful. This is really rocking my world. The Chandler's just really down with BTS. <laughs> well, I, I like a couple of 
their songs. They have some good songs, but then like hearing them, I'm just like, oh. No, but like the their music that I have heard and that I love, like I can totally see that. Yeah. Like, like I'm having a crap day and like I'll put on Idol and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I feel, feel so much better. Yeah. Like, I. And honestly, and I land turning into in hype in. That's what they were all about too. Yeah. Like into the island. God, that gave me hope. Run and for joy. your dreams. Yeah, Run for song. your heart. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Do you think that they're going to redo it? Mm, I don't know if they'll redo Into the Island for the album. Okay. But I do think that they'll redo some of the other island songs for the album. I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting because there have been uh, elimination programs that re-record songs for the debut mm-hmm. of, their, of their group. But I don't know if they'll do that. I, I, I wouldn't see why not. Why would you waste a good song? Right. It's such a good right, song. Yeah. Especially once you've done it the first time and then you can like perfect it and tweak it. Yeah, exactly. Really quick. Favorite song from the Island program. Original song. Into the Island. Into the Island, the OG. 100% OG. Yeah. That's, that is my banger. That's what I go to every I, time. I feel that. I like that song too. It's I, in my DNA. I want to choose that too. I feel it's too cliche though. So I feel this like naturally against the grain personality that I have has to be something else. So I'm going to go with Dive Into You. Oh, that's a good one. God, you and I both were like, yeah. we're in the club. Right? Dive Into Me. Yeah, I still I still really enjoy that song. So perhaps they'll re-record most of them. Perhaps they won't re-record any of them. I don't know how that works, but either way, this EP or album that they're going to release is going to be dope AF. It's going to be so good. And they're going to hit the circuit real hard. We'll segue into the numbers right now. Right now on Twitter, their uh, hyphen account is at 703,000 followers. Woo! That's so many! They have already surpassed other debut groups of this k-pop generation i mean i won't name them because it's i don't want to disrespect anybody uh, you know and hyphen is already beating expectations yeah it's unprecedented right it really is and when you when you look at their trajectory pre-debut they could be as big as everybody was hyping them up to be Indeed. I hate the management that's your, you're totally right, Chandra. This could have been their whole thing. They were like, you know what? The fact that we have the word hype in their name could be so hype. <laughs> anyway, we need to get off of that word. We gotta get off of that right no, now. Please. I'm gonna keep it's using fun. it. Yeah, we'll use it throughout. Also, a real quick sidebar. The title of our podcast has changed from I Got Pushed, an island podcast, into I Got Pushed, and an hyphen podcast. And uh, we also have put up a listener poll on our Twitter that you can take. Uh, our question is, now that everything's transitioning over to an hyphen, should we change our logo? And so uh, we put that on our Twitter account, at Island Podcast. Go vote right now. It's right at the top. 88.9% of you so far have voted, yeah, change the damn logo. <laughs> so, like, I mean, 
And I totally get it. And I feel you. I feel like we should kind of wait until there's more like. More information. Stuff to go off of. I don't want to wait until debut. No. But I want to wait for like more content to be put out that kind of points towards like an official logo. Because like I've seen the the EN logo with the hyphen as Mm -hmm. the E. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be like the official logo going forward. But we we will definitely change stuff over fully by November when they're expected to debut. Right. We need more branding to come out yeah. first before we do the switch. Probably a couple weeks before the debut. Yeah. And we might even brand some of our own stuff perhaps yeah. by that point. Who knows? I'm... My brain's working overtime right now, and I can't... I gotta talk on the podcast. I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, Chandra. Anyway. <laughs> you and me both. Truly. <laughs> about the new official and hyphen channels they from the moment they started the day after the program swamped us with so much content so much i'm reeling every moment of every day the first tweet that they put out and for a good reason this time yeah exactly (laughs) and so the first thing that they put out this week was their twitter account at and hyphen uh, they put out all of their official channels. So they have a member Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, VLive profile, and a Weibo profile for Oof. Chinese uh, fans. Heck yeah. So the first thing, their official and hyphen Twitter channel is officially over 500,000 followers in the first 24. Woo, that's exciting. I am shook. This is impressive. It's very impressive. It really is showing that all the critics were wrong when they were saying, oh, the ratings are really low for the program. Oh, I know. But the, uh, as we've been saying from the beginning, the ratings for the television show are number one because it was on a paid cable channel in Korea. So not everybody has it. And secondly, the show was on at 11 p.m. in Korea. So a lot of Koreans weren't watching it live. They were watching it on, on demand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But many international fans were watching live on YouTube or on TVN or whatever a platform is available in their country. And the vote volume that was coming in was staggering. Every time we saw a million votes for an idol. What were the Training. ratings? So, so the ratings for the actual television shows were like, 0.3, of the Korean population. It was super small. Yeah, that's... Survival programs don't get a huge following. Uh, and the global audience really attributed to the popularity. And we're seeing it now on this mm-hmm. on yeah. this account. If they hit... I shouldn't say if. When they hit a million, it's not going to be a surprise to me. No, well, not at all. Be like, what? Tuesday at the latest? Oh, people, <laughs> people have been coming out of the woodworks to follow them. I've seen ARMY follow them. I've seen MOA from TXT fandom come to follow them. I've seen people swerve from other bands to come follow and hype in because it's such, there's so much hype around and hype in. <laughs> um, that's, I should start like a counter. No, I'm going to, I'm just going to stop. That, that could be interesting. It could be interesting to count how many times Nathan says hype during podcast. <laughs> it could be a lot. It could be no I'm more because I. For you more adult. Viewers. Yeah, if you're drinking at home, you know, keep track. <laughs> 
But the account's going to blow up really soon. I'm glad that we're here for it. Me I'm too. ready to see these boys get everything that they deserve. So. <sighs> Same. I'm ready to just follow that journey. The members account has 700k followers. Ooh. That is just staggering to me. The selfies on here are quality. Super Did you see quality. this one of, of Nikki? Oh, it's so good. I know. Oh. Isn't his hair good? His okay, hair's we're, great. We're done fanboying and fanboying. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So back to the back to the business. So those are their official accounts for Enhypen that have been created. The content, it's just it's still coming. Earlier this morning, nine hours ago, B-Lift posted the behind-the-profile shoot. We just watched it of all of the members, like, introducing themselves, showing different footage from the shoot. Talking about their favorite emojis. Oh, my god! So cute. I, what are, what are you thinking? I'm just so happy. I want more of this. I'm like, stoked. Keep, like, pummeling me with content. Pummel me with content, please. Please. Please, B-Lift. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm begging for the content. <laughs> We're going to be reporting upon it the entire time. And I'm so excited. I am too. Every week we're just going to come into this space and be so excited. We're going to hype these boys up constantly. It's okay. Don't send me hate mail. I'll hate on myself at home. It's okay. Again, sorry. This is going to be just a really short episode today. Uh, we're still emotionally healing. Mm-hmm. From and, the finale. And we're also trying to swim to the surface of this enhypen ocean that has just been dumped on us in the last 24 to 48 hours like truly uh, it's not even been two days yeah. and i'm all we're already in the deep end of the pool mm-hmm. selka videos v live let's touch on that really quick before we go we'll close out crystal didn't get to watch live but we watched some of the moments together i for one thought that the v live went off swimmingly I was very impressed. By the end of the V Live, there were over a million active viewers Woo! on the video and over a hundred million hearts. Incredible. Yeah. I, ca- I screenshot the hundred million hearts notification yeah, that pops on the screen. When it came up. Yeah. And I made it my uh, banner on my personal account. <laughs> so I was so proud dad moment. You know, like I was watching them. We've been watching these boys forever. Giving them like their little introductions and just talking about themselves. It's been nice because the only things that we know about these boys are in the context of a reality television show. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's not all of who they are. And some of that may not even be who they are. They might have been, you know, really pushing. Well, it's still a competition. Yeah. Yeah. They have to push a narrative. Yeah. They want to survive in a competition. Yeah, they're pushing a narrative. You really get to see, like, who they are as people. And you've already kind of, like, fallen in love with them from what you've seen. And it just makes it so much nicer. Exactly. And so now we're going to be able to see authentic, true selves. They're going to be spilling it all for us. Yep. And I'm here for it. Me too. I mean... We're here to take it in and share it, talk about it with all of you. Next up is really going to be like if they announce positions. I mean, they kind of uh, hinted at it, spoiled it a little bit in the uh, behind the photo shoot video that we just watched. But like it wasn't explicit. I need it kind of explicitly given to me. And they'll do that by the time they debut. That's usually how long it takes for the management and the team to kind of like come up with the roles and figure it out obviously i'm gunning for yep. leader, leader j leader j i know uh, i think it's gonna happen nathan i think, think so where do you think jake will be i think that jake is a definitely a visual 
But mm-hmm. he's also a vocalist. He'll be uh, a lead vocalist. I can tell. I think so, too. Yeah. On the songs that they performed so far, Jake has had higher vocals. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, great uh, vocals. Uh, I think that we might even see a shift from what we thought, because we thought, like, center he mm-hmm. would be a thing. I'm starting to think that they could lean toward, like, a center Jungwon situation. Oh. Just because of, like, the whole, like, hidden ace but mm-hmm. also he's younger, so I think that they'll want a younger member toward the center. Okay. Which would put Heesung in a great spot to be the main vocalist. Ah. And Heesung did all of the ad-libs for the Island songs, so no matter how, what position they get, we're standing. Right, we're standing. But to get that official like release from the management, I'll be very pleased to hear what we're doing. Big hit, B-Lift, if you're listening, I'm... I'm looking forward to everything in store. Me too. So, we're really excited to cover all of it and share it with all of you. Yeah. As always, we want to thank you for listening to I Got Pushed, an hyphen podcast. Uh, of course, visit our social media at Island Podcast. Let us know how we're doing. Submit any comments or suggestions that you might have. And we also posted our personal Stan Twitter accounts on the uh, profile as well, so you can follow us at those. Mine is at Nate. And I'm at Chrissy Island Stan. Absolutely. And uh, you can interact with those on those platforms as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.